Thank you, Jan. Praise team. Sweet, sweet time. Happy Father's Day, men. If you're a dad in the room, will you do me a favor? Stand up real quick. We'll see our daddies in this room. Yeah. As Jay mentioned a minute ago, no, 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 it's not too easy. Stand back up. Come on, burn those calories. I need you to hear me say this publicly. And Jay mentioned it a minute ago, how vital you are not only to our families, to our children, to our spouses, to our parents, how valuable you are to the fabric of our society. What you do matters. You make a difference. And if the world is not going to celebrate you, we will. The church. Listen, listen. Scripture, scripture gives you and I some pretty strong mandates, doesn't it? To lead our home. Be leaders in our home. Teach our children the way they should go. To lead our families. To lead our wives. And men, today I just want to encourage you. Take that role and take it with pride and be a good father in your home. I'm thankful for you. You matter to me. I look around the room and I know nearly every one of you personally. There's some I don't know. Wish I did. And God bless you today on this day, Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Before we jump in, I gotta, I, I'm going to ask Eric Paulson to go ahead and start making his way up. We, he shared with me something last week that I just, uh, man, I, Eric, you got to tell the church. Uh, you got to share what, what's going on. And, and so, Eric, give it to us straight. Thank you, Joel. Check, check, check. Hello. Check, check. Hey, thanks, everybody.
how can we not share those, those times when God moves, when we see his provision? <clears throat> I, I knew that when I told Eric he had 30 seconds. To, I'm kidding. I told him he had all the time he wanted because it's important for us to share uh, those times when God moves. And, and I'm thankful for what uh, your testimony is in that. If you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, uh, this series of messages uh, this summer, Summer in Psalms, I've asked us to bring our hard copies. I know that the, the digital copy is convenient and it's, it's easy, uh, but man, I, listen, church, I, I just want us to be familiar with the book and to be able to find chapters, find books in the Bible and uh, be familiar with I know it's old school, but I don't mind being old school. We're in Psalm 46 today. We're taking a look at psalms this whole summer, but we're looking specifically at some psalms that have this word selah in them. It's a word that is in Scripture. It's not uh, like the, the verse numbers. Those were added later just so we could navigate our way around Scripture. The word selah is part of Scripture. It's in there. And, and so I, I have enjoyed so much preparing each week for these, looking at these psalms that have this word. And, and as Charles Spurgeon says, man, we need to slow down. It's, it's a musical term, most would agree. But it's a, it's a point that Charles Spurgeon says, we should make note of what is before it and what is after it. And take that time, that selah moment, that break, that pause, to retune our heartstrings. He says a, a harp, back in David's day, a harp would get out of tune very quickly. And so take those selah moments. The music director would say, take a break, time out, and tune back up the strings of the heart. Harp. And we should do the same with our heart. And so we're, that's what we're doing. You'll notice in today's psalm, there are three selahs. Two of them divide the psalm into three sections, and then there's one at the end. Now, I just got to let you know at the beginning... We are going to focus in on the first Selah. That's where we're going to spend our time. But, so that means we're going to spend most of our time in the first stanza of the psalm. And even more specifically, the first verse of the first stanza before the first Selah. There are two verses in this passage, in this chapter, that you probably have referred to before. You've, you've probably said them, but you don't know the address. For example, the first one is verse 1. Look at it with me. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We sang it just a few minutes ago. Good pick, Jan. But the other one is in verse 10. You don't have to look. I'll start the verse. Don't look. You'll be able to finish it. Watch this. Be still and know that I am God. You know it. My goal today is that you would walk away with verse 1 memorized and know the address of verse 1 and 10. Does that make sense? You already know verse 10. Be still and know that I'm God. You know it. Just let's nail down the address where it's located. You can turn to it and show somebody. But verse 1 is where we're going to spend the majority of our time today. This psalm is, is uh, commonly referred to as Luther's psalm. As you know, Martin Luther was one of the great reformers uh, during the Reformation, a difficult time in the church. Uh, it was known, or it is often referred to as Luther's Psalm. 
he wrote about it. You know, most people think, when they think of Martin Luther and his writings, they think of his commentary on Romans. He loved Romans. But we can't forget he loved Psalms too. Uh, this particular psalm, Martin Luther wrote about it. In fact, you're more familiar with his writings about Psalm 46 than you think you are. You probably know it as the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Let me read the words to this hymn. We don't talk like this anymore. We don't use this kind of language, but it's still beautiful. A mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark. What is a bulwark? Can anybody in the room tell me that you've used the word bulwark in the last year? I had to look it up because we don't talk like this. A bulwark is a wall of of earth or other material built for defense. I, I needed to know that. That helped me. Okay, so let me start over. A mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark never failing. Our helper he, amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing, for still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and... Armed with cruel hate, on earth is not his equal. And though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them, abideth. The spirit and gifts are ours through him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go. This mortal life also. The body they may kill. God's truth abideth still. His kingdom is forever. Oh, Martin Luther, this is considered Luther's song. He loved it. I mean, I I don't know how much you've looked into or studied the the Reformation and how difficult it was on those men and women that stood up for the word of God and getting the word of God into the common man's hand. I mean, I'm telling you, they went through it. Difficult, difficult times. A scholar of of Luther, H.C. Leopold wrote this, few psalms breathe the spirit of sturdy confidence in the Lord in the midst of very real dangers as strongly as this psalm does. So today, as we celebrate our earthly fathers on this day around our nation, I pray that today we would also celebrate our heavenly father because he's a good one. He's a good, say with me, he's a good, good father. He is. And today is one of those messages that if you are dealing with something in life, maybe it's you're fearful of something, maybe it's the unknown that is in front of you, maybe it's a battle within that that you're struggling with, something going on on the inside and there's anxiety, there's fear, whatever. I pray that today's song would be a day of encouragement, man, that God's word would fill you with hope and encouragement today. He's a good, good father. So as we've been doing, we've made it our practice in this series to read the psalm together out loud. 
Uh, it's 11 verses. It's not too long. But I want you to read with your, <clears throat> with your outside voice. Okay? Don't be afraid. Speak up. So if you'll turn with me to Psalm 46 and stand with me in reading of God's word, if you're able, and we will read this psalm together. If you, if you don't have your Bible, it's, it'll be on the screen for you here. Verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, come. Behold the works of the Lord, how he hath desolation on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us the God of Jacob. Father, we ask this morning that you would open the eyes of our hearts to be encouraged by your word, that you would teach us from it. Lord, I step aside this morning and and pray that uh, anything about me would be uh, subtracted from this morning. And Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill my heart, my mind, and everyone in this room and everyone that's watching online their heart and mind this morning. May your will be done, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, as I considered what David might have been going through, just trying to think through the troubles that, that the writer of this psalm may have been experiencing, was, he, was, it, some, was, it, was it when he was about to go into battle? Was, was it when Saul was after him? Maybe it was other times of great stress and anxiety in his life that he writes these words of comfort, that he writes these powerful words about our God, what was going on in his life. My thoughts also turn to what might be going on in our life, what's going on in your life that's causing you anxiety these days, what has caused fear to grip, take a hold of you and grab a hold of you to where you can almost not breathe. You ever been there? What's happening maybe recently or, or what's coming up? Maybe you're not in a time of, of, of stress and distress. But maybe this is what God wants to put in your lap, put in your heart for when that time does come. <coughs> Excuse me. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to take our time and look at verse 1. And we're going to look at each word in this verse. Now, there's times when we 
We, we look at passages of scripture and I teach through it verse by verse. This week I'm going to teach through it word by word. Verse 1. That we not overlook a word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says that all scripture is what? God breathed. And it's useful. Every word of scripture is useful. So let's do that this morning. I'm, I, hey, I'm just simply modeling another way for you and I to study scripture. To be people of the word. To come back and make sure that this is the foundation of who we are. So, verse 1. The first word is what? God. The Hebrew word is Elohim. E-L-O-H-I-M. Elohim. Almighty God. That's what Elohim means. We should not overlook this word just as a name. As we begin to go through this psalm, we need to come back and remember that it is Elohim that we are talking about. The one who holds every star in its place, every planet in its orbit around the sun. We are here talking about Elohim. We're talking about God who has orchestrated the entire universe. He has created everything. That's who we're talking about. We're talking about almighty God. Oh, don't overlook that first word. It's so important. When we live in a culture and a time that promotes false gods, false ideas, it is Elohim who is supreme. He is the one who we can truly rely upon. He is the one who we can completely trust. He is the almighty God of nature, of this world, of the heavens above. He is our creative God who worked the wonders with his hands. His amazing power is at work in every sunrise and every sunset. And the way he holds the stars and the sky, we're talking about Elohim. You and I can be assured that we are held safely in the hands of of Almighty God. Oh, just the first word alone. We, we can't go past the word and we find comfort. We find strength in the name of God. It's not time for Selah. It's not time for us to, to sit and worship and meditate upon his name. But here's what I want to do. After each one of these words, I want us to recite the verse together. And before you know it, you're going to have it memorized. It's Psalm 46.1. And when... When we say it, each time we recite the verb, the verse, I want us to put emphasis on the word that we just talked about. So the first word is God. So this time, when we say it out loud together, I want us to put emphasis, come on, give it to me, on his name. Are you ready? God is our and strength. Let's start that over. I messed it up. My fault. Are you ready? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is. Don't overlook the first word. Is is the second word. We're going to say this verse again in just a moment. And we're going to put emphasis on the word is. This isn't a past tense verb. It's not future, future tense. It's a present tense verb. It's now. Do you realize that God is with you right now? I don't care what you're going through. I don't, know, I don't care what the stress might be. I don't care what problem you're facing. We just talked about Elohim and how powerful he is. He is with you. 
If you have trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have made him Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit of God resides in you. He is with you. Is is a powerful word. It's present. And there are times, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, there are times that we allow the storms of life cause us to doubt the presence of God in our life. And we can't do that. And this comforting psalm comes back and reminds us that Elohim, God, is with us. He is. Let's say that verse together again. Give me emphasis on is. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. It says the next word there is our. Oh, this possessive pronoun, we can't overlook this one either. He's ours. He's ours. He's our refuge and strength. Knowing that today is Father's Day, my thoughts this week, week went back to, to my dad. That's my dad. He ain't your dad. That's my dad. And I get to claim him. You don't. I cannot tell you how much pride fills my heart when I think about my dad. Lessons he's taught me. I, I, y'all know this by now. Every time I'm with my dad, everything's a lesson. He has so much in him that he wants to teach me. It's, it, he wants me to, to improve. He wants me to be better. He wants the best for me. He wants everything for me. He'll protect me. He'll do anything for me. That's my dad. It ain't your dad. But today we're talking about our God. Our God. Elohim's not just my God. He's, say it with me, our Guys, we can't take that for, for granted. He's ours. Hey, there was a song that I first heard when I was a little kid. I, I haven't heard it in years. I haven't heard it sung in years. It, it's a song that went like this. <clears throat> I'm going to sing it in the key of F. <clears throat> I ain't going to sing it. Hey, listen. This is what it says. I am my beloved and he is mine. His banner over me is love. Anybody know that song? I am the Father's and he is mine. Say it. His banner over me is love. Jesus is the rock of my salvation. His banner over me is love. There's one way to peace through the power of the cross. His banner over me is love. I am the Father. I am the Father's, and he is mine. Listen, church, not only is every verse in Scripture critical to us, every word is. And we so often overlook little words like our. He's ours. I'm talking about our Elohim today. Not just mine, he's ours. Let's say that verse together and put me some emphasis on our. God is our refuge and strength. Present help 
in time trouble. Hmm. The next two words are two, the two kinds of help that we have in our Father. Refuge and strength. The first word is refuge. A place where we can run. A place where we can find safety. God is our bulwark. There I used it. There are times that God shields us from things that are going on around us. There might even be an occasion where God removes us from situations as his way of protecting us. My heart is thrilled over uh, a family member of mine who has just been approved to be a long-term missionary for the International Mission Board. Her and her husband will be going to a country uh, in Western Europe, Turkey. Uh, We would classify that as Central Asia. And she will be working with, she'll be planning a church, her and her husband will be planning a church, but there was no doubt that they will encounter the mass dispersion of Syrian refugees that are making their way to Northern Europe and America. These people that are leaving their homeland and making their way, fleeing to safety, to refuge, a place where they can find safety for their families. My heart, as I mentioned, is filled with joy over their appointment to a a major city there in Turkey. I wonder when's the last time you had to run from your home. I look around the room, I can't think of one of us that have had to do that. Hmm? They don't want to leave their homeland, but they have to. There's danger and and fleeing is is their only option. Have you ever had to flee from something? Maybe not your physical home, but have you ever had to run from something? There have been times in my ministry when I have have been up against something that I just don't know how to handle. I'm not sure what to do. Anxious about what the outcome might be, and I'm like you, I'm the same way. I have 150 conversations in my head that will probably never happen thinking about what might come out of this situation. You know what I have done most of the time? I'm just being honest. I've called my dad. He always has counsel. He doesn't tell me what to do, but he has good wisdom and counsel. My confession is this. There's been a lot of times that I've called my dad before I've called my heavenly father. And I forget the fact that Elohim is our refuge. He's my place. He's your place where we can run and find safety. Refuge. He literally, Elohim is literally our 911. This isn't mine original. You might think this is completely corny, but it's another way you might rememberize a verse. Turn to Psalm 911.
Psalm 91.1. We'll go ahead and read verse 2 with it as well. It says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Do you need to run today to Elohim? Do you need to go to our Elohim today? What are you facing today? The next kind of help that we see. Oh, let's say our verse. Let's put some emphasis on refuge. We're talking about Psalm 46.1. God is our and strength, a very present help in trouble. All right, the next word, the next kind of help is strength. There are also times that our battle happens on the inside. Fear, depression, anger, bitterness, whatever it might be, God can give us, God does give us inner strength. I don't know when you're weakest. When, when, when does temptation come and get you the most often? Is it when you're alone? Is it when you're lonely? Is it when you're hungry? Is it when you're tired? It's in those times that you and I ought to be running to our Elohim, to our God for strength. Let's say the verse again, putting emphasis on strength. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 46, 1. Very present. He's here. He's with us. Our refuge and our strength is with us. He is constantly present. He doesn't take a nap. He doesn't take a break. He is with us. Interesting term to put very there in front of present. He is a very present help. No matter how big the battle gets, he is with us. You may have heard the story of Jim Elliott. Anybody familiar with that name? Jim Elliott was a, a missionary to the Alka Indians. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. From Ecuador. He was killed by the very same people that he was taking the gospel to. You may have heard his story, but you may not have heard his wife's story. His wife not only lost Jim, her first husband, but also her second husband, whose name was, let me find it, Addison Leaked. As she reflected on these losses, she referred to this psalm, saying that it is the first, that in the first shock, of death, everything that seemed to be most dependable was given way. Mountains are falling, earth is reeling. In such a time, it is a profound comfort to know that although all things seem to be shaken, the one thing is not. God is not shaken. She added later that the thing that is most needful is to do what the psalmist does later, and that is to know that God is God. Whether we recognize it or not, God is God. But it comforts us and infuses us with strength, knowing that he is with us. He's very present. 
He's here. He's with us. So let's say the verse again, Psalm 46.1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The word help. Someone that uh, contributes to the fulfillment of a need. I need help with this. I've shared a story, I think it's been a couple of years ago, but it fits and I'm going to share it again. It's the story of the woman who was walking her dog through her neighborhood. As she's walking down the street, she hears in the distance, help! I mean, this man is obviously in distress. So she's walking her dog, keeps walking a little further, help! She kind of picks up the pace a little bit, getting closer to this house, and she, she notices that the, she hears that it's across the street. Help! She goes across the street. She climbs up on the front porch, knocks on the door. Help! She's knocking on the door. And just, I, she checks the doorknob. It's unlocked. She opens the door, walks in the house. Help! She turns the corner into the living room, and there lies this man on this couch. She's like, sir, what, what, do, what can I do? What do I need to do to help you? He looks up at her and he goes, can you hand me the remote control? <laughs> this is my Father's Day joke there. It's not very good. Let me delete this one from my. <laughs> Any of the ladies want to amen that one? I mean, huh? Are we like that at times? We're... What do you need help with? He's present. He's our strength. He's our refuge. He's ours. He's Elohim. It says in times of trouble, he's our help. Friends, I hope that you and I will be a people that when we are in trouble, that we run straight to him first. That we find refuge, that we find comfort in this passage, in trouble. I'm going to move us along so we can get to our Selah. In times of trouble, distress, need, anxiety, are you in trouble today? Do you need help? Go to Elohim today. Go to him. I hope you will. So we walk through verse 1, and then we come to verse 2, and the very first word in that verse is therefore. Oh, you've heard me teach this before. We come across that word. It points backwards at a biblical principle, and it points forward to practical application. We just spent 20 minutes looking at verse 1, this practical, I'm sorry, this biblical principle that God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help in times of trouble. Biblical principle, God is there, he's with us, and he will help. Here's how you apply it. Let's look at verse 2 and 3. We will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, I mean everything is falling apart around you, we will not fear. Though, though its waters roar and foam, though its mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. 
now. In these moments this morning, this Selah moment, I wonder what it is in your life that maybe you've faced in the past or you're facing today that you need to come running back to your refuge and strength. And you need to trust in Elohim today. Will you take just a moment to reflect upon the greatness of your God, the almighty God, and what he has and is for us. Take just a moment. Say la. Father, this morning, we come before you and we recognize you as a good, good father. And Lord, as we as fathers in this room try to do the best we can for our children, we know that you always do what's best for your children. We praise you for that. But Father, this morning we come, this morning we come to celebrate you being our refuge, you being our strength. And Lord, I want to lift up the one that's here today that's in the middle of a storm. And that today they need your very present help. They find them themselves in, in, in stress, in distress. They're anxious over what is in front of them or what they're in the midst of. I don't know the situation, Lord, but you do. And I pray that those people would call to him, call to you today. Call on your name, Elohim, almighty God. And they would find refuge in you. Lord, we thank you for our friends. We thank you for family that bless us with wisdom and knowledge and and care and concern and protection. But Lord, at the end of the day, we must come back to the point that you are our Elohim, our refuge and our strength. We come to you today. Lord, for... For the person that's here today, they may have never trusted in you as, as Lord and Savior. Your provision, Jesus Christ. You gave us your son who took our, our punishment on the cross. He paid the price for our sin. And maybe there's someone here that's just never trusted in, in your provision, Jesus Christ. May today be the day that they call upon the name of Jesus to forgive of sin, to accept the free gift of eternal life that comes through faith in Jesus.
today. Today, call on the name of Jesus to forgive you and to save you from your sin. Will you do that now? Christian, today, will you call on God to be your refuge and your strength? Will you do that now? In a moment, we're going to stand and sing. But I, I, I want us to enjoy these moments of silence. We just don't do it very often. We don't take time to be quiet. So before we stand in a moment, I'm going to ask you to sit and be still and know that he is God. praise you today, Lord. We thank you for being a good, good father. As we go through today, I pray that we will be mindful of your presence. It's very present. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to stand and sing, and uh, if you need prayer today, if you've made a decision today you'd like to share, I'd be glad to pray with you, uh, but let's stand together and, and sing unto the Lord.